All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Oh, man. You know. We are complete, Scott. It's been a we minute. We are. We are complete. I didn't know that I would ever miss that voice. <laughs> Like, I just now realized I missed that voice when he just said his name. Yep. Thank yep. you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Take, take that however you want, Brian. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we are complete, and we are here to discuss game week 10. Uh, but we're also here to discuss other things, too. I, I was just sitting here saying, I don't have a whole lot to talk about coming out of game week 10. I think that's what happens when you don't reach 30. I scored you, all of my points stopped, last you week. You stop paying attention. You know, I'm just going to choose to take my 125 from last week and add it to this week, divide it by two, and then I really like the score over your two average is weeks. Good. Yeah, yeah. Your, your average is really good. Yeah. It, it's odd. It's really odd that that happened to you, Scott, and I, I hate that for you. A little bit, but it allowed me to catch you. Yeah, you temporarily passed me in the table. I temporarily passed you in the yep. table, so I will take that. Listen, a couple things real quick before we dive into doing things. Okay. Number one, I can't be more proud of our mini league. And I know we talked about this yeah. last week or the week before. I don't remember exactly. Last but week. But our mini league in the FPL America podcast league. So there's an insider kind of little mini league, part of our Patreon or one of the OG That's Slack right. participants. You're kind of grandfathered in. So I'm looking at, like, three of the first four spots uh-huh. in our mini league is there. Yep. Drop down a couple. Number seven is there. Your Our own uh, Brian Shesko is number nine. Yep, top ten. I just cracked the top 14. You did. And then, Scott, you are you were ahead of me before this last match week, yep. and you're, you still dropped down to 20. 20. Still top 20. You're still top 20. Yep. That's unbelievable. I'm fascinated. I am fascinated, and I can't be more proud of Diane, League Diane, <laughs> who continues to – I haven't looked at the rest of the league scores, but she dropped a 62 this week, and good. it's going to be pretty good. It's probably within the top three or four scores in the league. So mm-hmm. that's unbelievable. I, honestly, it's unbelievable. Number two is this. My brother Matt, we reference him oftentimes. He's been on the pod before. I have two other brothers as well. So I have a total of three. That's fast math there. That's three. Mm -hmm. That's really good. (laughs) One of them, I never would have guessed that I'd have this conversation with, but he called me up last week and he said, uh, why did you never tell me about Ted Lasso? (laughs) And I said, well, I haven't seen it yet. 
And he said a few things that I'm not going to repeat. And he said, what's wrong with you? Okay. So my brother, Luke, Mm -hmm. who has never really paid attention to sports his entire life. Okay. Goes out to New Mexico to visit his good buddy, Jay. It was a family trip. Luke and his wife and their kids. They go out to visit Jay and his family. Jay gets Luke to watch an episode of Ted Lasso. Not only do they watch like one or one or two episodes, they watch like the entire thing. Like he benches it. My brother Luke. So he calls me up after we he gets done berating me for not for me not watching Ted Lasso mm-hmm. and then not telling him about it. Then goes on to tell me that he is going. He wants to pick a Premier League club. Doesn't know who to pick. Wow. This is this sounds like Brian. You know my brother Luke. Yeah, of course this I do. Is, it, it it is mind blowing. Yeah. Okay. So I want to say this because I I would love to think and hope that this this American podcast can maybe influence some Americans, which we have, into the Premier League and and continue to grow the spirit, Scott, with everything that we do, not only just fantasy, but the league itself. But also Ted Lasso is out there doing it. So I tell my brother, he goes, who should I pick? I said, all right, well, I'll give you some options. I said. Terrible options. I said, I said West Ham. Okay, I already know he doesn't want any of the top people, so yeah. he doesn't want. Liverpool. He's an underdog kind of guy. Yeah, he I doesn't can want t- Liverpool. Totally doesn't want Arsenal. Sure, you know. Wait, I thought I thought he didn't want. Never mind. Okay, yeah, nice jab there, buddy. <laughs> nice jab. All right, so I said, I said West Ham, Everton, Crystal Palace, Leeds. Okay, those those are decent options. Some London options. Some. And I could have gone Newcastle. Just didn't think about it, and um, because that's you know everyone kind of has an idea of Newcastle beer. They hear Newcastle beer, so they kind sure. of the two. Yeah, yeah. Just Anyways, I say so. Money. So we talk about a couple other things. <laughs> to make a long story long, we talk about a couple other things, and then right as we hang up, he goes, well, "Who should I pick?" I said, "Well, I said Leeds is a good option, but before you pick anything, watch the documentary." On Leeds on on Amazon Prime, so he did, and <laughs> he is now a Leeds. Wow! Person. This Sunday, he was having a conversation. My brother Matt calls me. He goes, "I just had a conversation I never thought I'd have with my brother Luke in our lives." And I said, "What's that?" He goes, "We were talking formations." <laughs> oh my goodness! This he we got, were talking he, injuries. He dove in too deep, too Leeds? soon. Yeah, no, he is all in. So then, not only did he watch on Sunday the Leeds-Norwich game. So he was the one. What do you mean? Who else watched that match? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> wow, Scott, you are you are throwing them barbs out today. So not only did he watch that match, he hung around and watched the Villa-West Ham match after. Mm. Then I can tell by his texts later. Changed his allegiance to West Ham. All of a sudden, I get a t- Matt and I get a get a text from him that says, uh, "Hey, that Reese James guy's pretty good." Uh huh. So he must have. So then Matt and I are trying to figure out, okay, what else? Did, he must have stuck around for match did of they the show day. Saturday's matches on that. Weird. Yeah. Um, so so then I I think they're they're going through all the matches of the weekend uh, on match of the day or match of the weekend is as it should aptly be renamed. Anyways, bottom line is this. Not only is this podcast hope helping to grow, so is Ted Lasso helping to grow the Premier League. In that order. In that order. Yeah, for sure. And my brother, who is now a Leeds supporter, 
And he has not ordered merch yet. I'm sure that's coming soon. But he knows the players' names. He literally knows, it absolutely knows the players' Man, names. Man, I can't wait till Bamford gets back. It's going to change his life. No, no, Dave. Your next job is to somehow get him to confuse Reese James with Daniel James and convince him that somehow Reese James plays for Leeds. Listen, I don't think you understand. He has, he, there will be no confusion there. <laughs> he knows. What's going on now? So I am I just impressed. hope I hope it's not. I like, know you can't believe this. Just as well, much as I'm we surprised. I just hope it's not like getting really into axe throwing for a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. Right. No. Yeah. It it could be a fun theme. Anyways. Hey, kudos, Luke. I don't think you're listening to this. Maybe once I tell you that uh, you got a shout out in it, but we'll. Uh, hey, I would love it. Uh, the next step. The next step. First, follow, start watching Premier League matches. Next step. Fantasy Premier League, so that mm. could be in your future, brother. Guaranteed, Reese James is in his first lineup. May, it's hey, going to happen. Hey, that, uh, not a bad move. All right, we'll talk about the relevant things from Game Week 10. Looking ahead to Game Week 11, we are fully staffed, unlike most businesses in the United States. Are we ready to do this, gentlemen? Let's do it. Let's talk about some things from Game Week whatever we're on. Game Week 10. That makes me so happy. <laughs> You do that so much better than Dave, by the <laughs> yeah, way. It's, it's not a not a competition, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start in the obvious place. Most captained of the game week for the third, I think, game week in a row. Uh, now that people finally came off of Cristiano Ronaldo, we'll get to him in just a second. Mo Salah, once again, most captained. Wasn't terrible. An assist gave you double digits for a captain. Something. Something. As Liverpool get something in a 2-2 draw against Brighton. It was fine. Yeah, you like to get something. For me, um, Sadio Mane is second in midfielder scoring. Who, who's, who's that guy? He is second overall in midfielder scoring for the season. It's only 57 points, but still. Like, another useful, another useful season for a guy who's just never going to be owned just because you, it, because of the way people's team structures Midfield are made up. Midfield is so weird right now. I Very mean, weird. It's Mohamed Salah and then everyone That's else. That's what I'm saying. The, dis, the gap between Salah and everyone else anyway is crazy. But that Mane is is doing well. I'd say arguably the, the, one of the, like the best other premium asset. Because I feel like everyone has has flamed in and out of your squad. So and, premium and, assets we're putting in that category were Salah, Mane. Yeah, and I'm saying Son, I'm saying Son and you, and I would even say yeah for sure for like for Bruno and I might even throw in the premium forwards at that point to say Luka, Luka, Lukaku, Kane, Ronaldo. What about Hardy? Like, well, yeah, I guess so. He's priced as a premium. Okay. Over ten, I would say is as a okay. is a premium is a premium player. I just think. No, like it just isn't a crazy thing to have Salah and Mane in your midfield. I just don't think you're ever gonna. It feels like you're never going to regret that. Uh, what? Okay, but what happens when Liverpool hits a little bit of a blip? Or and the only reason I'm saying that is this because you now are occupying so much money in your midfield when you have, you know, Ben Rama on 55, Gallagher on 51, Fernandez on 50. Which well, I shouldn't have said Fernandez because he's the premium. Smith Rowe of 49, Andres Townsend 49, Telemans 49. 
those are all no, I, yeah, eight I know. I, that's you're right. They're all cheap, and that's the way my midfield is set up. Like a lot of other so, people's, a lot of a lot of I just feel low like price wasting, midfielders. You're wasting money. Although I would say this, where else are you going to spend it? This you is can, also about what can, happens in the future. I mean, half the guys you listed that are that are discount my, aren't going to sustain not all season long. Not like Sadio Mane can. That totally fair. You're and purchasing that, that is a, a very, higher ceiling with the higher price, fair. and I you could easily justify that. Scott, that's one of the better points you've had in a long time. Thank <laughs> you, appreciate it. But you. it's totally valid. And I, I, will, I just think I if will see I just that. think. Everyone had a decision. If you had Lukaku, which most which most people did, or if you had Ronaldo, they hit a skid. Lukaku gets injured, and immediately the question is: Do I do I reallocate those funds to an expensive person, or do I or do I go go lower and put those funds into a different position? I don't see how it's all that different to say Lukaku out to Jimenez to any of the mid mid priced forwards, and I'm going to go up a bracket in my in my mm. midfield. Here's the other problem, too, with occupying, in my opinion, uh, Lukaku and Ronaldo, like you said, and then R- Lukaku goes down. If you don't have your wild card available, you now then have to, in order to reallocate those funds, you now have to make multiple transfers, which easily yeah. then could put you into negatives. The only, that is the one bad thing is is then moving from, if you, yeah, from position to position, is if you want to go premium in a different, in a, in your forward line, then you have to do two transfers or whatever. So, no, I just wanted to say, I mean, I, you got something from Salah. You got less than you probably expected from Salah. But, yeah, just Mane keeps trucking along. Yeah, absolutely. Most transferred in for the game week. I, I laughed at this. I can't say I was necessarily surprised at this. But the most transferred in for game week 10 was Mason Mount. Obviously, coming on the heels of his matching 24, 24 mm. yeah. uh, matching with uh, Mo Salah last Scott, game. Scott, how do you feel about him not playing, not um, even being in the team? In fact, I still don't know what the story is. He was what? sick, but it's not COVID. They can they they whoa, are whoa, there. Whoa. People get a, sick with other things. This they are very sure not to, like at this point to say <laughs> he's not positive for COVID. It is well, it is some That's, other sickness. He has a yellow triangle on his name as we speak. Yeah. He got a stomach bug. He was the most transferred in, and now he's currently sitting fourth overall for top transfers out for the game week. I just can. It's been a long time since we've given out the dumb mass move of the week. I had a nominee for this, but I think this is. But I wouldn't have. Go ahead, finish. I'm I excited just, for this. I refuse to play FPL in such a knee jerk kind of way. Where you you go from making him the most transferred in to one of the most transferred out? I think that's just silly. It's <laughs> unreal. If what if people are looking at that and saying, "Well, Lukaku got injured, Mount comes straight into the team, scores a twenty-four, and then is looking at it like I've been waiting to pull the trigger on Mount for him to finally start a match because he had not played many minutes up to this point in the season. Yeah. So he finally gets a start. He crushes it. Lukaku's out. Werner. You know, is Werner is hurt also. Why not? Why not go with Mount? What? What's I am wrong? Not what, criticizing, what's wrong with that? I'm not criticizing the fact that he's the most transferred in. I'm actually more criticizing the fact that he's currently now one of the top transfers out. Yeah, you brought in him in. You, my face. You brought him in. They're still in the middle of a good run of fixtures. Absolutely. Why in the world do you send him straight back out again? 
I can only yeah, assuming imagine... that there are plenty of people who are yeah. doing that. Right. Okay. And I'm I would with say, you, I don't know. It it doesn't. It's, that's that's a level of playing FPL. I, I mean, maybe your squad is so good that Mason Mount's the worst player in it, so he's the free transfer. But I highly doubt that that's the case for really anyone. It just it's a, that's a way of playing FPL that I will never ever endorse. Speaking of Chelsea, though, they uh, they did well. Reese James, top scorer for the entire game week with 21 fantasy points. As your brother Luke said, that Reese James guy is pretty good. Hey, uh, knee-jerk reaction guy here. Cancelo out Reese James in. My, um, you got my, the 21. Yeah, you did it now I, for this coming week. I did it after week. this game. Uh, yeah. So uh, now I have, I'm tired. I'm not picking between So you Chilwell know he's not going to play James. now, right? Like Alonzo's going to start. It's fine. Um, my <laughs> well, defense. That's bad for, at, that's at bad right for Chilwell. <laughs> my team yeah, they so might as well good. send him I over. had, I mean, you want do you understand the points I had on my bench this week? I it, do. You had something like 19, Livermento, 21 points on your bench. six, Gallagher, 13, Ben White, six. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I. I had Livermento and I benched uh, your guy. I benched Ramsdale, like many people did this week. I'm sure. Not this guy. Um, that's good for you. Uh, Reese James is better than Messi. Um, he 34 po- 34 points in two weeks. He's the best player in the world. Hey, uh, you know who hasn't scored in League Un this year yet? Reese James. You know Messi. Yeah, also Reese James. Reese James has not scored um, in League Un as well. In a, right. In a segment that we call Effort, I'm going Rudiger, Reese James, and Ben Showell. Yes. Uh, my current is that, back line is Antonio Rudiger, Reese James, and Ben Showell. Yeah. What's wrong with I'm that? I'm not. I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> I, like, I got on Showell when uh, everyone was going to Alonzo, and I felt great about that. Yeah. Uh, Rudiger was this is the safest choice, I think, of all of the of all of the center backs for uh, for Chelsea. And yeah, Reese James getting back in there. Um, I, this week was this one of the safer weeks to bring him in because as Pilaqueta was still dealing with whatever, I think he had a shoulder injury. So he didn't even, he, I don't even think he made the bench for their midweek for their champions league match mm. or whatever they played midweek. Was it, were they no, in the EFL, Carabao cup? EFL, yeah. VFL cup. Yeah. So he wasn't even on the bench for that. So like, but I think it's similar to what's happening with Ben Chilwell. Like Chilwell keeps scoring goals. Are you going to really bring in Marcus <laughs> Alonso now? No. You can't do it. I just feel like if Reese James, everyone has said, and I feel like this is across all of, of this is FPL. Everywhere. FPL minds everywhere have said their attack is different when Reese James is playing on the right. Him feeding the ball in to Lukaku or Havertz or anyone else it's or a, just it's, it's a significant difference with him <laughs> there compared to anybody else there. So yeah. it just seems like, and that was, but that's the other part of it is everyone also recognizing, like for whatever reason, Tuchel still just didn't trust him to just give him the spot, and we'll keep and and yeah, you're right. This week it could be the week. It goes right back to James having a 11 minute cameo. Yep. Uh, after they bring, they put Azpilicueta out. I mean, th- this is, I don't know if this is your other suggestion for the dumbass move, but I'm looking right now at the top five transfers in, top five transfers out as we're recording. Top transfer in by Miles, Reese James. Fifth most transferred in, Ben Chowell. 
most transferred out, Marcus Alonso. Second most transferred out, Kovacic. Fourth that most transferred sense. out, Mason Mount. No one, knows, no, no one knows what to do with Chelsea. Tuchel's yeah. keeping us all busy spending up all our free transfers on Chelsea players. And I said last week, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. I will gladly give up a 21-point game week from Reese James to just stay away and not have to deal with – I mean, truthfully, Thomas Tuchel is playing one giant FPL mind. That's exactly <laughs> what he is doing, and he is winning. I concede, Tom. I concede. You've beaten me. I I have 19 clubs to choose from with my lineup. Once Mason mounts out, which might be my free transfer after game week 10 – I'm, I think I'm done. Until something changes, I'm done with Chelsea. Okay. I'm less concerned about the left side now. I know that Alonzo could get in there. I think the, the I, even if you think of it in terms of, are you okay if these guys play three out of four? I feel like we've been here before with these guys where it's like if, they, if you get three out of four with them and your first bench spot is dedicated to Livermento, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. I feel like it, in the event, like, the, and that was the difference with Chilwell compared to Reese James. Reese James tends to substitute on. My, I would have made it into the thirties if I had played Livermento. He was in the second spot on my bench. My free transfer last week was to t- send out Emmanuel Dennis, who was not going to play anyway. Right. Felt like I, I've been wanting to get rid of him. Felt like the great week to do it. Yeah. Brought in Huang. Yeah. Huang went right into the first spot on my bench. Yeah. So when Mason Mount didn't play, actually, I didn't even see it before I saw Dave's chat about Mount not being in the lineup on the Slack workspace. I was like, whatever. That's what I use my free transfer for. Right. Huang's there. Little yeah. bit I know I would have rather had Livermento there. And, and honestly, we'll get to Livermento. He's going to be in my lineup. Yeah. I'm going to have four defenders, and I'm going to rotate everywhere else. Yeah. Four defenders are going to be in my lineup every single week. Four defenders – even five defenders is not crazy no, at all no. in any way this season. It's just it's playing out that way over and over again. Especially with your strategy now. And now three of them being Chelsea defenders. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Hey, Chelsea, you know the beauty that Chelsea is? Chelsea keeps this going. Throw all five of your defenders in there knowing that one or two of those Chelsea ones are going to move to your bench and the formation will rearrange and you'll be fine. I mean, this was the week, honestly, you captain any of those guys and you're better than the Sala captainers, that's for sure. I mean, this I mean, that takes that takes guts. I get it. It's, All right, Dave. it's it, the question of perma captaining Sala is is well documented. It is out there. But yeah, this was the week like Chilwell gets you two bonus points in this game. Reese James goes bonkers. They everyone gets a clean sheet. You're doing pretty good if you had thrown the captain on any of those guys as long as they started. Moving to Arsenal. we got to get Arsenal out of the way as quickly as possible or else Dave will be. I mean, it's just, it's nice. It's nice getting used to winning, you know? That's right. Scott, you mocked. What What did I mock? You were mocking them last week when no, I you were like, you. Dave, where's their win streak? No, I mocked you because you, you claimed an eight-game win streak that had not that was tongue yet. in cheek, but I tell you what, <laughs> tongue in cheek. Uh, <laughs> All right, winning what? At the last six matches, they've won four, drawn two. It might even be better than that, actually. If only there was a way. Well, we know that they are their overall record. They've won two in a row, two draws prior to that, two wins before that, three wins before that. They are on a two-game winning streak. They, they beat Norwich, Burnley, Spurs. They drew Brighton and Palace, and then they have beat Villa and Leicester. That is a fantastic two run, Two-match winning streak. 
you are sixth in the table. And honestly, considering where you were a month and a half ago, you got to feel really good. I feel feel amazing about it. And uh, it, that's going to continue. Their, their mojo, their non-European play, them having the youngest team in the league, all going to continue. And they're – okay. And you toss this around, which, yes, they are in sixth. But they're tied – with Manchester United. I said that as a compliment. In fifth, they both are sitting on 17 points. Yes, United's got a better goal differential. Fine. Dave, where are Arsenal in the Premier League They're table six. right now? Okay. What, what <laughs> on the, goal differential. This was, that was fact. That it was is fact. fact. You were stating fact. And I just needed to say that. My you, team... you can come at me if I say something like Arsenal's the most overrated sixth place team in the table I've ever seen or something like that. You come at me there. That's you perfectly fine. You wouldn't even be dumb enough to say that. Well, I didn't say that. I, I just said you're... Arsenal are sixth. All right. Aaron Ramsdale makes the dream team. So does Gabrielle. And that is not a coincidence, is it? No. Gabrielle's presence makes their defense a lot a better. A lot better. Look look at their overall record. If only there was a way I could have that. If this was a, a really good podcast, if I was a really good podcaster, I would have had that stat in front of me. Yeah. All I know is just, just take my word for it. When Gabrielle starts, their clean sheet percentage is like really high, Brian. Yeah. That's like a, that's I, really good. That's, really high. That is the way most people quantify it too, is whenever <laughs> you just say it's it's very low, low, medium, high, very high. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, t- I totally understand. What you're Dave, hey. permission to change Aaron Ramsdale's first name to Emiliano? No, because I was hesitant about Ramsdale. But af- after watching a few interviews with him, I started liking his attitude. And then I started start seeing his performances on the pitch. Scott... I um, love this kid's energy. More than one person describing his performance this week as imperious. Not only imperious. has he come up with some yep. really good performances, yep. I love how he carries himself. I love that he literally is willing to sacrifice anything, including his face, to stop the ball from going in the in the net. <laughs> <laughs> the rebound uh, off the the one uh, was it a, was it the save. Was it the rebound off the save? Yeah, it was a double save that he had where he was literally diving in front, uh, almost taking a cleat to the face. He's just fearless. And what he demands from the from his defense in front of him is just is just amazing. And that's something that Burnt Leno never had the right attitude. And these this defense will fight for this this kid. And look, so many people, including this podcast, kind of poo-pooed it. I didn't know what to think. I thought it was a little shady. Maybe Arsenal got lucky. Maybe they saw this ha- this coming. But Ramsdale was on a relegated Sheffield, on a relegated Bournemouth, and no one was giving him a chance. And, and Arsenal was bidding against themselves when they bought him for 25 mil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now. I think it was 30, but that's fine. I think it was 25. It might have been $30 million, 25 million pounds, although that, that, that ratio might not be right either. But whatevs. I don't know, Scott. What do you say now? I mean – which he looks really good. That's what I say now. I, there's there is a there is a Lester was wasteful. This is this is a ridiculous Lester performance element to this. But Ramsdale still had to make the saves, and he made eight eight saves. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, led so, to ten fantasy points. Yeah, exactly. So this is I mean Lester's. XG in the match was like well over two 
four four total big chances for for the for for Lester. Yeah. Vardy had one. Harv Harv had Var- two. Vardy should have had the header. Telemans gave him a dime of a header, and Vardy Vardy hit it too far past the goal, and and Vardy missed. It wasn't a sitter. Yeah, Harvey Barnes had two by himself, like zero goals from four people who had who had a big chance. So Le- I, that's, Lester's that's a just, good team. Arsenal shut him out. Scott, yeah. you say this sometimes. You make your own luck. You the, Arsenal was lucky in a few plays. I'm not going to say that they weren't. I would dispute Leicester being a good team. They had a couple of good results that made me start to think Leicester's back. Now, at some point, you are your points in the table, they, right? They got to get okay. They I'll, really I'll haven't found. Finish. They haven't found it. They haven't found it yet this year. I thought they did when they beat United, but I don't know. Tenth place Leicester. This feels like tenth place Leicester. They're they're they don't have it. I think they have a tenth place defense. I think their their goalkeeper and their their offensive pieces. I love their offensive pieces. I mean, who doesn't love Vardy? Now that Harv Harv is starting to look kind of like old Harv, um, Madison is starting to come. Telemans is playing the best he's I've ever seen him play. Telemans has been been ridiculous. Telemans is not a crazy choice this year, and it's mostly because offensively he's doing. I own Telemans. Oh, you really do? Yeah. Wow. I brought him in last week. Yeah, he's I mean, he's in the top well into the top 10 of most of the categories of stats that you care about and he's you're not gonna, the only thing he's not doing is kicking the ball close. I mean, he's still you're going to seems like you're going to need a a worldie from him most weeks to get a goal. But creatively, he's one of the best players in of all the midfielders and he's taking a lot of shots which he He's taking more shots probably than you'd expect from him. His last five, Brian, 7-1, He has the same number of points for the season that Emil Smith-Rowe has, that Andros Townsend has. And both yeah. of those guys are like the hottest commodities in, in or were. I, Andros yeah. for sure in Andros, the last few weeks. Andros has been. He, right. Yeah, he just didn't do anything this week. And Smith-Rowe, absolutely. People. Right, Scott. Where's he? Smith Rowe on the transfer list? Are, are people people bringing him he's in? He's got to be one of the top five for sure. Uh, he's yeah, he's second overall. Is he really? Yeah, Smith Rowe. I mean, it makes sense. He's not coming out of the starting lineup, and uh, his last two thirteen and, he's, and nine. But, and it's funny because he's doing a similar thing because he's just in the stat buster category right now. He's taking one shot each match on target, right? And he's putting them in the net. Right. I mean, that's just. Again, how it's like, is there a regression there? I mean, that's not a sustainable thing. It doesn't seem like it's going to be sustainable. However, right now, he's he's doing great. Anything else in this match, Dave? Your beloved Arsenal? I just think, Sixth place Arsenal? I, listen, feel feel good about going to Ramsdale. I think at minimum, he's going to be make, getting you some safe points. Even if Arsenal lets a goal in, I'm not going to claim that they're just going to be the clean sheet kings. But, um, hey, I love the... It's going to be fun in uh, two match weeks when they have to go to Anfield. I'm hoping they can give Liverpool a game. Um, two things. One, a uh, segment we like to call, uh, what about Aubameyang, Dave? We talked about Aubameyang last week. Uh, I think, I th- Scott, he was in our stud or dud, was he not? He was. I'm, I you said can't stud, I said dud. he wouldn't be. I th- I. He wasn't a stud straight out, but yeah, I think I think you could, I think you could call him a stud. He did, did not score this week, the, but are we not going to address what you just said? What what did I say? 
He didn't get anything this week. He's still a stud. He's still a stud. No, that's not what you said. It's fine. What did I say? Some li- some listeners caught it. It's, you it's the same. He's in the top. He's in the top four for all forwards. Well, his last for all statistics. At least five weeks going. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that's he's doing. That's not like Aubameyang to be a. Dude, just say what he said. What? Say what he said because I feel like that's. He said he's not a stud straight out. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to know what that means, Dave. Okay. Wow. Okay, that's a, that uh, a good that, I mean, that might be a different Actually, yeah, in a segment we like to call, what is a stud? <laughs> straight out, Dave. No, what are the alternatives? Yeah. No, never mind. Carry um, on. His last that, five, his is, last five, seven, two, nine, six, two. He did not gonna, score. I was going to say no, but that he's in the top five. He's fourth overall in shots in the last five weeks. Like that seems like a not very Aubameyang thing to be top in shots. Shots on target, he's the most and more than any other forward in the last five weeks. Aubameyang is number one. That to me, I would have said never in a million years. Right, because normally he's two shots. Three yeah. shots a game. He vardies most goal, of the time, right? Yes. Like, yes. he's he's outperforming his xG. He's probably under after those stats you gave. He's probably underperforming his xG at this point. Yeah, he's just. I'm saying he's getting a lot of. He's getting a lot Do of. Do you feel like in he's a, way. a stud or no? Would you own him? Well, look again. He's at a weird price point. This, yeah, he's a way too weird of a price point, and I just feel like you're going to take a chance on everyone else a little bit above him or way below him. Hmm. Anyone who has the guts to go to Aubameyang is playing the game in a way that I wish I had the guts to play it. Hey, I'd rather own Aubameyang than Lukaku. I think the question is, would you rather own Aubameyang or Vardy? I was just saying that because it's Lukaku. Would you rather own Aubameyang or Gabriel Jesus? I I feel like those are the questions. Those Those are the guys that you'd say, would I rather have a guy who's just a little bit more expensive or Jesus who is who is one of the best forwards in FPL this year who is almost $2 less? So, Vardy's playing at Leeds this week. Mm-hmm. I want that. Yeah. But they're playing Chelsea the next week. Going yeah, but, to going to Obama. Yeah, but read out the rest of this. Read out the next six weeks of what Leicester's doing. After, and then we'll see how Leicester, how well, bad it's, Leicester it's, is. It's home Watford at Southampton, uh-huh. at Villa, home Newcastle, home to the Tottenham, not Hotspurs. Yeah, the Cold Spurs for the sure. The Cold Spurs. But, no, after Chelsea, Leeds... You do what you want against Chelsea. Like he can do whatever against anyone. Watford, Southampton, Aston Villa, Newcastle. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It, it what this was this was scares me. He's coming off two ones. Yeah, he but one, have, he, but one of those is injury. This one is a yellow card. And now you get you play Lee. You get Leeds, a tough one against Chelsea, and then four of the best matchups you can probably have. I, I mean, this is a this is a run. I don't know. I, it's it's going to make me think about it. He's right. I wasn't loving Vardy in my lineup before this pod started. I'm great with Vardy in my lineup now that Brian's talking. <laughs> you know what, Scott? Your your low score this past week was probably Brian. Actually, my fault because I'm the one that canceled last Monday's recording. Therefore, Brian couldn't have been on last Monday. Mm-hmm. He might have given you some insight to keep you from your 27. Yeah, 29. 29. Thank it you. would have been hard to hang on to him after he plays a half, and it's like he felt something. No, He's, because Rodgers was Cleveland post-match. Okay. He's probably fine. And so I, I was on this pod saying, unless Rodgers changes his tune later in the week, yeah. Marty's in my lineup. No questions asked, regardless of triangle. Okay. And, and he was. He was there. He just didn't 
didn't put the goals in. Right. This this week is a week where you expect Vardy to score. He loves scoring against Arsenal. He loves scoring against the big boys anyway. And somehow he's also a flat track bully. Like he's, I he's, love yeah. the narrative on Jamie Vardy. It's yeah. the most it's the most fun thing of all time. But no, this week he really should have scored a goal and uh, he just didn't. We have to go to Spurs nil, Manchester United three, just because of the storylines that this match produced. You know, little did we know coming into this match, or maybe we did, maybe we did. I I didn't think about this till after the match, but uh, you know, growing up, I went through my WWE phase, and mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while, you get those matches where it's like loser has to retire, right? Yes. Um, little did we know, loser gets sacked in the morning wow. in Tottenham nil, United three. Of course, that loser. Manager was Nuno Espirito Santo. He is out. As we sit here, it's not confirmed yet, but it seems like things are getting really cozy with Conti, Antonio Conti, and maybe he'll be the new Spurs manager. Is it Conti or Conte? Announcement, in, announcement imminent. We've heard that before. Maybe United is trying to steal him. Well, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer admitted that his seat was pretty hot after losing to Liverpool by five. Uh, I actually want to go here first before we go back to Nuno. I want to give the manager quote of the week. Mm -hmm. OGS, manager quote of the week. Okay. He said, The most important thing for the fans and me and the players is that we connect together, Mm -hmm. said psychiatrist Solskjaer. It's been a difficult week for the players, the club, the fans, for me. I've stayed away from most of the noise, but you know what's happening out there, and you know you have to put a performance up. Every time you lose a game, it's the worst feeling in the world as a coach or manager. We needed the whole week to work on this performance. He's lassoing. And he got it. I'm going to drag uh, League Drew into this because, uh, one, he described Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as the uh, the manager of vibes. <laughs> 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 Which is hilarious. Uh, two, when he saw the team sheet for Spurs and United, he laughed his head off. He just said, you look at this, and it's Cavani, Bruno, Ronaldo up front, and Rashford, Greenwood, Jaden Sancho all on the bench. Sancho being benched, not necessarily all that crazy. But you leave those three, all who are fit enough to be on the team, and you bench all three of them, and, and your starting team is what it was. And he just said, this is the most ridiculous thing. He's just trying not to get embarrassed again. And... Well, who's laughing now? I mean, yeah. this was all of those guys did something, mostly. Cristiano I mean, Ronaldo f- made the dream. Four team. of the six of them did something. Yeah. Yeah. Ronaldo top scoring forward with 12 fantasy points. Yeah. I mean, good for you if you kept him. I mean, I think at this point, I'm guessing not many of the Lukaku sellers went to Ronaldo. I think they went cheaper or they went. But either way, they Ronaldo's, didn't go to. I don't think his, they went in the. They went in that direction. Thirty-one point six percent, which it's is extremely down. high. It's high, but it's, but it's still it's, high. It's, it's very, high, it's but very down, down from where it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no question about it. So United, things are things are good. Everyone's connecting together again. Oh, yeah, they're right? back. Everything's great. Yeah, now. yeah. I I assume <laughs> Harry Maguire and Cristiano Ronaldo are sharing dessert together. I don't know. If we're good. All... I don't think things are there yet. Scott. Oh, okay, okay, not quite I mean, yet. Um, Antonio Conte, let's assume he goes to Spurs. What does that do for you with Spurs playing FPL, Dave? Son, I'll go back to Son. Conte will do something defensively. He'll make them better defensively, probably. Son will will 
probably be a greater option, but he's such a volatile manager. I, I can't – you can't <laughs> question his success from Chelsea, Inter, and – Yeah, all of them. He, he, he's a The other traveler. place where he's he was, tag on it. Yep. Uh, Juventus. Juventus, Chelsea, Inter, his last three landing spots, and he's had success at all of them. Sure. So who am I to question him? All I know is this. What does success at Spurs look like? He doesn't seem to land. I just feel like Spurs is the last place that. What's their identity? Well, Even think, under Conte, what's their identity? I think that's what he needs to sort out. I I think that I, yeah. I, I just mean, think the demand. To. He's. I mean, the the clip that a lot of people are sharing that you know in the last, especially today as it was ramping up that he was going to be the manager was just that just that he's demanding just that he's a much more demanding like Super it was demanding yeah that he that so what's he going to demand of harry kane that he's actually i think that's get? the question that is the question and so um you know i saw the on a i mean even on other i, I think that's the question that's been posed other people have said that on other even fpl podcasts is the you know the question of is it a spurs problem or is this like and if first for harry kane specifically is it a spurs problem or is it a harry kane problem I have a vote, and, and it seems very much more like it's a Harry Kane problem. Than I, I, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I believe that Nuno Espirito Santo was sacked because he didn't have the guts to bench Harry Kane. If he had benched Harry Kane, I think he'd still have a job. And the earlier he would have done it, the better Spurs would look right now. I, he had Spurs flying for the first three game weeks of the season. And what was the one thing that was missing from Spurs during those first three game weeks until the third match? Harry Kane. And then it all went downhill from there. Uh, and, and it's not like the schedule was easy in the first two game weeks. Their first match was against Manchester City. Yeah. So Nuno, once Harry Kane was available for selection, became a permanent selection. And Dave, you've talked about how OGS should just play Ronaldo whenever Ronaldo wants to play, call him Mr. Ronaldo, all those things. It seems as though Nuno did that with Kane and it got Nuno sacked. Maybe. Can I ask a question? What would work better moving forward the for problem- Spurs? problem is this. Just cut my question out then. Go ahead. Well, tell me the question, and then I'll tell you the problem. No, go ahead. The problem is Kane and Ronaldo are not equals. Ooh. Okay. Uh, uh, right now, there's no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. Kane on his best day is close, but I agree Ronaldo's got the track yeah, record. Best, He's... best Kane compared to what Ronaldo, what you expect of Ronaldo, but Kane is fairness, not that not he's that, not that far, far off. off. He's not, not that fairness, far off. I'm not not now. In fairness, who is on Ronaldo's level? I mean, Mo so Salah it, is exceeding right his now. Level. Yeah, for sure. Right, there, in the, historically, there's only one other guy who's know, on Ronaldo's I level. It, there's only exactly two, there are two point. guys on the Ronaldo that, level. My that's point it. was like right. I'm being totally unfair with me saying that. My point being is, I think the expectation has got to be got to be different especially from the guy who was just in cahoots with city trying to leave like well yeah that's my point that's my point was trying to save kane from leaving and and i think it cost him his I, job i think that's, in 10 matches it cost him his job what would be better for spurs moving forward antonio conte leading this club or declaring harry kane to be player manager Jeez, Scott. <laughs> you think he's Pete Rose or something? Well, I mean, or, LeBron, isn't, isn't, or LeBron, yeah. Isn't Harry Kane <laughs> essentially fulfilling that role? Didn't he do it while Nuno was there from game weeks 3 to 10? In essence, 
Your okay. silence answers my question Maybe. in the affirmative. Absolutely. Harry Kane is a heavy, dense cloud hanging over this club. I've said this so many weeks now. I'm not even going to linger on it anymore. And now he's gotten a manager sacked. And I don't know what to expect moving forward from Antonio Conte, but it's not going to be yeah, anything I guess, good. Yeah, I guess that's the big question. Is is this is Conte the kind of manager that Kane is going to say, yes, this is respectable? I'll, I, I will, doubt it. It's I much will, more likely that Conte looks at Harry Kane and says, I will bench you. I will do what Nuno wouldn't do, and I will bench you. You better start. Right. And I so would believe what, that. What I, what I was going to say is the clip that people were sharing, I, I think it was him talking to, it was Thierry Henry, I think. It was, a, But it was a legend player who was asking him about you know, kind of the way he manages his players, the way he manages the, the club. And the part of the quote that was significant was was Antonio Conte saying, I, if somebody isn't giving what I expect from them, if they're not meeting the demands, uh, even in training, that I want to see from them, I'd rather kill them and have 22 players who care. Like, I would rather find the sure. players who are going to do what I need. I would rather completely get rid of this guy than have to deal with somebody who's not giving what I expect. So if that translates, if that if he takes that, he carries that attitude into this Spurs team and makes demands of players who are very good. It's like you've said about Arsenal all season long. We have good players. Yeah. It's just a matter of can they, I, can they figure this out? I've said that about out? Spurs. Right. They have really good players up and down, like a, across the board. Can Can somebody get the best out of them? And it seems like, I guess, there's... Not many other options in it. Conte to try to do it. If it's not him, I don't know who's left. Unless they just nostalgically, if it's Pochettino coming back. I love drama when it's not involving my team. And uh, the thought of Conte and Daniel Levy existing in some form of a coherent world seems fun to me. Do you like the roller coaster of the season so far of like Arsenal and Spurs being good and bad? It, it Isn't is, it amazing? So it is. It was all Spurs. Spurs top the table. Arsenal bottom of the table after three games. Yeah. After another seven matches, Arsenal has passed them in the table. Can I ask one it's, last question? It is fantastic. Can I ask one last question? And about crazy Spurs, at the though? same time. Yes. Was this an overreaction? I mean, they're eighth. Mm. They're only eighth. No, they're actually ninth. I don't know. Brighton is now ahead of them. Scott, they are ninth. You're, do you feel like Wolves this is, won today, so Wolves did some passing. You feel like this right, is fair. You feel like right. this is too. This is too Watfordy of them to. Um, I don't know. I think Daniel Levy is that owner that is like so involved for all the bad ways, like in all the bad ways. I mean, fans. You, you mentioned that ch- fans were chanting at Nuno. They were also chanting at Levy. I don't think Spurs fans are necessarily like, yeah, you're going to be happy about Conte coming in. I have a couple of friends who are Spurs fans, and they see Conte as an upgrade from Nuno. I mean, Nuno was seventh choice this past summer, so how could you not be, right? It's hard. Oh, but not on un- facts. But I don't until they figure out who they are and what their identity is, I don't think it matters who the manager is. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. Conte hasn't been a long-term solution anywhere. That's I don't like those guys, so that's not yeah. for me. No, yeah, for sure. All right, let's go to uh, let's talk about something that we all can agree on. Two seasons ago, John Lundstrom of Sheffield United, uh, well, he he worked his way into royalty. Mm, yes, he did. Being declared as Lord Lundstrom on Wikipedia. Uh, there's a new lord in town. 
His name is Valentino Livramento. Wow, that guy. Yeah. The guy that continues to score on my bench is that That's exactly That right. guy leads my bench scoring every week. Shame on me. You're not the only one. Jeez. Is there anything else? I mean, Southampton are a little there, bit of a run here. No, but... the, like I'll just say, like this was the week. I know anybody who had like Ben Ben Foster keeps starting for Watford. There is no, you know, he is their first choice goalkeeper right now, and that's largely injury related. This was the match Watford at home against a struggling a Southampton team that's not exactly prolific. They get beat here by an almost worldy, I guess. A, a great goal by Che Adams was required to beat them. Uh, yeah, and really... It's Tell it just to the Watford a, fans that booed. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's just, I think that attacking-wise, attacking, attacking wise, like, this was, like, Josh King, huge coming in here after a, a hat trick against Everton, gets to play a not-great Southampton team at home and gets nothing. None of the attacking players do anything for you. And, yeah, the only person who really seems to matter in all of it is... Tino Livermento. <laughs> Again. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Just the. There's the, always one uh, 4.0 defender who takes the league by storm, who takes FPL by storm. Yeah. This year it's Livermento. Um, and not a terrible, like, you still get good matchups here for Southampton. I mean, them playing Vast, Aston Villa, struggling. Norwich Brian, after that. Brian. I, it, Brian. Do any of us have Livermento in our squads because of the Southampton match? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Like this is a time where he seems to occupy a first bench spot for everybody, and this is one of those. No, weeks he's where, in my squad now. I was going to say this is anymore. one of the. This is the like uh, at least two <laughs> two weeks now where you can say, I think I'm going to start that guy. Yeah, he's yeah, not going to be yeah. my first bench. I'm, I'm well, start, first I'm, bench spot. I'm starting him. TAA is benched, and it's Tino Leverman. <laughs> We're all going to start yeah. him for the Friday match starting the game week, and Villa are going to score four on Southampton. It's going to happen. And Villa's coming back with a vengeance this, this yeah, week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Manchester City. Uh, Wolf Zaha has learned how to use his temper for good, and he oh, uh, used it to uh, destroy Manchester City this past game week. I know that the that everyone's going to go to Gallagher because he's cheaper. I made also made the move to bring. I I have knee jerk reacted here to Zaha. I had him in. I shipped him out because they are playing Manchester City. Uh, and I'll, you know, just not sure of his uh, health status. But I can't he, tell if he, I should admire you or judge you. He comes back in now with this goal here, and I'm like, I just love his. I just love the way he's playing this season. I really do, and I think it's mostly because he's doing this kind of thing. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat crow on uh, Patrick Vieira. I didn't think it would work. He's making, he's getting the plays. He's, Scott. he's doing a really good job. I mean, it's not 90 minutes every week. You know, usually it's like thirty to forty-five, but it's it's enough to do something to make Palace fun again. Yeah, they, they I got know. spanked two games in a row: Spurs three-zero, and then Tottenham three-zero. I mean, jeez, wow! Spurs three-zero, then Liverpool three-zero. Take the Sapporo away from him, Brian. You're closer. After than I was that, actually going to ask him if you want to split the other one. Let's split. Yeah, for sure. Dave, Dave thinks Spurs and Tottenham no, are two look, different this clubs segment already. On the podcast is. Sponsored by Sapporo, Brian. Crush that can on your forehead, Dave. A premium beer. 
these cans are tough. I think we've discussed this before. We have. That's the last I can I want to slam on my head no, is uh, Sapporo. Dave, Crystal Palace destroyed Tottenham. Okay. It that was, was the, the first It game. was the opposite. That okay. was the game that everyone, well, I mean, they had but to. don't worry. You were right. They got crushed by Spurs. So, lest you be confused. They got crushed by Chelsea. That was who ended up crushing them. But the but prior to that, they they had some results. Right. Since then, Drew Brighton, Drew Leicester, Drew Arsenal, Drew Newcastle, beat City. Like yeah, that's unpredictable the, Palace. I was gonna say that's I the mean, most. Un, is that the most kinda, unex, That's the most unexpected result. That's why I'm okay time. with Connor Gallagher, and he might be yeah. my he might be my transfer information. I would be careful with Connor Gallagher, Scott, and I want to bring him up now. I own him, and I've owned him for now about five or six weeks. Okay, let's look at his scores, and I want to see if it it seems familiar to anyone <laughs> that we might have discussed in the past. All right, he did not play against Chelsea. He plays against Brentford. Uh, second week, three, fifteen, eight, two, four, two, 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 thirteen. Okay, all right. Well, thank you for that. That's why I uh, listened to this podcast uh, twice. Actually, uh, I half listen while we're recording. If you it. don't get who this those numbers sound like, I'm gonna be a little disappointed. Who's uh, a player that you love to hate, Dave? Who's the player you did not have in your lineup last week? Yeah. And he played 79 minutes because he was eligible again, and that means he well better be back in your lineup this coming week. I know, but does that mean I've taken minus four? Yes. Him back in? Yes. He does not have a triangle next to his name. James Ward-Prowse is the answer to your question. You're lucky. You got one past the JWP police. No, that was <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. That's me. Uh, and I got Ryan, on our Slack workspace. I have legitimately, honestly, truthfully forgotten about this. Hmm. League uh, League All-Star listener Ryan yep. blew up my out. spot. Thanks, bud. Yep. And brought it back to Scott's attention hmm. and to mine. Yep. And so now so I have has to. to be back in your lineup. Gallagher's numbers. I like the kid, and I like what he's doing for Palace. I like where Vieira's playing him. It, his Numbers scare me that they're JWP-ish, and JWP hasn't had JWP numbers this season. I'm listening. I, I hear you. This season. Third most transferred in right now for the game week. is Gallagher. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to join that. You, I'm going to have to sell Gallagher to bring in JWP. Good. Good. Um, Good. Because I'm not getting rid of Rafinha, Tielemans, Salah, or Foden. Dave, you don't want the generic version anyway. You want the real version. And JWP's the real. He's he's the original man. You don't want the generic J Dubs. Yeah, it's killing me. I'm, I'm, this, this, I'm, this bet is killing me. <laughs> you know what? Next season, if you can come up with something, and just this is as not good. even for anything. <laughs> That's what's so dumb. Like. I'll 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 work with something next year. You you come up with what it needs to be. You got a whole eight months to figure it out. You, you think it's one spot, but it's brutal. Yeah. Anything else on this and Palace uh, or City? Just Brian? that no. Just that Palace. Not no, only, but yes. First of all, Palace is. I not, missed that not, by the way. Not only. Well, first of all, no. There's nothing else to really say about this except that Palace is ten thousand times better than anyone expected. This is true. Yes. And they're getting healthy. They got Elise in there. He's helping. They have uh, Eze is back in training. Tyreek Mitchell starts. I was going to say Tyreek Mitchell yeah. should be a consideration from for you from now until the end of the year. Like, look, Wolves, Burnley, Villa, Leeds. They have a little like a a tough back to back, I guess, with United and Everton. 
Saints, Watford, Spurs, Norwich. Like they have it's so many really playable matchups here between now and the end of the year. And this match is a perfect example. They it it takes a mistake and it takes a a Zaha goal to get things going. City was a bit out of sorts. City was unlucky, I think. You know, you get a Foden assist on a Jesus goal that's oh, that's that's ruled out. But yeah, but then you get Laporte. Yeah, but Being like done. Zaha completely, completely fooled him. Outworked him. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is what you want from Zaha, and Vieira is getting it out of him. Like this is exactly what everyone. That's what you wanted. Do you have Gallagher, Brian? I do not. Um, That's why I said I went to Zaha because I want not only their penalty taker, I want this Wilf Zaha going into this run of of Palace matches. Um, I was the other thing I was going to ask is who do you hate owning more, City attackers or City defenders? Because <laughs> I I'm not sure which is the correct. In the answer. three weeks that I have owned Ruben Diaz, he has scored a grand total of four fantasy points. So I sold my. City you had Cancelo, like a lot of people did. So and, did I. And now I have James. So Same. at least I know if James, like, if I start him, has like to he be, might not play. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait for Cancelo to be in the game has, of 11 Dream Team. Has to be one of the most popular transfer combinations of the week. Cancelo out. Cancelo James to Reese James. Yeah. Hey, uh, Rafinha or Zaha? I have both. I'm not getting rid of Rafinha. I want you to pick one. If I had to pick one, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay. I can't do it. I because I that's that was the point of having both of them. I like what they're both doing. I understand the thought process. I'm saying if you had to pick one, pick one. Someone else out there might have a dilemma. They're like, I like Brian's points on Zaha. They're looking at their squad. Well, Rafinha's in that price range. So I want to know Rafinha or Zaha. If you had to pick for the next four weeks. Let me look at it. Scott, you'd be thinking of the same because you're, you're going to have to answer um, the same question. I, What's the question? Rafinha or Zaha? Oh, the, I know my answer. The hard thing about it is that Rafinha, that Leeds is going to get Patrick Bamford back probably after the international break. That can only be helpful. I, I, think, they're about, I think they're about the same. I think they're the. I think they're kind of doing the same kinds of things. Zaha I, I, or Sar? Oh, Zaha, no question. That, that was my transfer. Was Sar to Zaha? Sar, Zaha or Sar? Here's the thing about Zaha. Last season, he would have gotten in one more shove or one more forehead to forehead uh, moment, and probably would have earned himself at least a yellow card in the in the dust up late in the first half. Mm-hmm. Is that just lucky, or is that enhanced maturity? Is I'm it, not convinced. Has, has Vieira found? Uh, I don't know. Is he become his Phil Jackson and zend him? Maybe. I don't want anything to do with Zaha. So I have Sar. I'm not tempted you, to go to you Zaha. Might eat those words. And I would choose Rafinha over Zaha okay. as well. That's for which. Okay, fair enough. Same. If I had to pick one, yeah, just because Rafinha okay. is doing because Rafinha is. Is on free kicks. Rafinha is a is a bit more magic. All right, all right, fair enough. All right, uh, Brian. Yes. I didn't out Dave on the pod last week, but when I played Stutter Dud with him, 
And I mentioned the name Maxwell Cornet mm. of Burnley. Yeah. He looked at me like, wait, are you making I, up a player? I knew we were, we were going to talk about this <laughs> this week. I knew it. He'd scored a brace against Southampton. Okay. Uh, you know, Dave's uh, JWP-less Southampton Saints. Uh, and then he scores another one here in game week 10 against Brentford. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to play this game again. Dave, you're going to get a chance to revisit your dud answer last week. Maxwell oh. Cornet, six pounds in the midfield, stud or dud, Brian? I think he's playing like a stud. That's not the question. The question is, is he an FPL stud or dud? Uh, hey, don't use my lines. I can say my own lines, thank you. I think I think he's going to be managed because I think he's so important to what Burnley need. Well, this he's is the to, this is the first this is the first dynamic player that yeah. you've seen on a Burnley team Brian. since the very best of Dwight McNeil. I he is said a, to Dave last week that he is he creates an he he provides an element that Burnley have never had in the Premier League. Would you agree? Oh my goodness, yeah. Thank you. Dave, I know. Midfielder I know who he is look, now. Midfielder scoring for the last 3 weeks. Mo Salah, Phil Foden, Maxwell Cornet. And that includes a one if you're going into the last three weeks because his last two are 15 After they and 10. play Chelsea next week, I will consider it, which this is the guy who's going to ruin your clean sheet with all three of your Chelsea defenders in there, by the way. <laughs> Just saying. He this might. guy that he we're could. totally might. Chris Wood easily could do that. I, nice I, goal I, by Chris Wood, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Chris Wood scored. <laughs> no. uh, so, Dave, <laughs> so. Thank you for thank you for telling us Chris Wood scored yeah. after Brian and I had both acknowledged that Chris Wood had scored. That's good. We're we're, we're so in sync. It's Here, it's like it's, here's the crazy. here's the danger though, and it's the same thing as anyone else. Three goals, five shots, four shots on target. I, like that's great. You love that a guy's productive, and if he's it, it it's uh who, Bailey from Leon Bailey when Bailey first came in for Aston Villa. Yep, who's very good. Electric. He and is. then and then boom goes the hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I just there's there's it's not and I think they know that. I mean that seems the way that that's how Sean Dyche is managing him. Like we can't we can't throw him to the full demands of the Premier League. We know that. What he's doing is completely different than what we're norm- what we're used to. I said it earlier, and we kind of talked over it. He yeah. has yet to play 90 minutes in a match, but it yeah. hasn't mattered in the last couple of weeks. Right. So if he's just that good and he's going to be able to do that in a, in a club that, like, they just need that one spark. I mean, it's not like Ashley or three Barnes times. is doing that. No, for sure. And Dwight McNeil has the capability of doing that, but I don't know, for whatever reason, just isn't that kind of player all the time. If that's what they need him to be, is their Alan St. Maximan, then great. Then let oh, him then let him be that. Love it. That's what it seems like. All right, going through there's some names we have not mentioned yet in the Game Week Ten Dream Team. And so let me know, gentlemen, if there's anyone you think is relevant to discuss. Speaking with of Burnley, Matt Lowton ended up on the dream team. It was Matt Lowton Day. Um, it was. No. <laughs> you can't possibly trust the Burnley defense. No, 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 no. no. I was going to say, uh, no way in hell. Just and this is just as a, a small tangent. Shocking ownership update. Nick Pope owned by two point two point six percent of FBL managers. Ooh. Even in a game that Burnley finally crushed someone, he still gets you a three. 
I just can't figure out what, like, defensively, this was, you hope for that from Matt Lowton. You hope from that from, I don't know, Eric Peters or Phil Bardsley or whatever, <laughs> whatever guy is out there for them. But no, I just, I, I just can't imagine that you're going, you're moving to that. Pair of hammers in the midfield, Declan Rice and Jared Bowen. Declan Make Rice had one of his best games of his career. Declan he, Rice, great real-life player. He was first in like seven categories and second in eight. Yeah, so. you're never doing that. But Jared Bowen Jared Bowen has one blank in his last six game weeks. That, to me, is just completely wild. Did yes, we not discuss we did. Bowen? You said, I, you said Bowen is preferred to Ben Rama. And and I still have Ben Rama. He gave me a five in this game week, but obviously it pales compared to uh, Bones. So not only did he lead or tied the lead for almost every statistical category this week, but in the last six in this like run that he's got, he's got only Salah has more shots than he does for midfielders. And he has the fourth most FPL points of all players in the last six weeks. So only Mo Salah has more shots on target than he does. Jared Bowen is doing some real work, and he's—I—I just—I don't know. Well, I feel like it was so. Everyone's so quickly. Ben Rama so overtook everyone's thinking in the first two right. and three weeks, mm-hmm. and that's when Jared Bowen was getting started, and everyone was so burned. I think from last year with Fornals and Bowen being that guy. Yeah, that every week you never knew which guy it was going to be, and this season so far, Bowen's just been the guy every single week. Well, and the question that's on the FPL homepage right now is, do you send out your hammers with the next five matchups, mm, even the yeah. ones that aren't bad in the color coded scale? Yeah, they're facing teams in form. It's Liverpool, Wolves, mm-hmm. City, Brighton, Chelsea. Yeah, next five. Uh, fewest shots allowed per game for the season. Man, in order, this is one through four. Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, <laughs> Wolves. Fewest shots on target allowed per game. In order, Manchester City, Liverpool, and Chelsea, same number. 3.4 shots on target allowed per game. Brentford, Brighton, West Ham, Wolves. Like, they are facing, this is legitimately Ugh. facing four of the five best defenses All right, so here's in the, the next five it, matches. Let's assume I don't want to take a negative four. But I want to send out a midfielder. Would you send out Ben Rama or Mount faster? I would send out Ben Rama faster. Would you go to Bowen, a teammate? I believe in this West Ham. I do too. Top four caliber West Ham. Because even a bigger question, because Antonio is so owned over all of these guys. The question applies to Antonio. Do you hold him or sell him? Do you chase the upside for another forward over the next five weeks? Or, Five weeks or, is long enough to do it. That is a long time. And a couple blanks here. Here's what's crazy, though, for Antonio. Like, this week, just two shots. He created a big chance, but he didn't do anything else. Even in the last five weeks, where this is like, you know, kind of lucked into a goal against Tottenham. If he doesn't get that, everyone mm-hmm. is pro- he's probably already gone from a lot of people's teams. Right. So this week, they score four, and he has nothing to do with any of them. I know. So frustrating. In the last five weeks, Mikhail Antonio, 17 shots, more than any other forward. 15 shots in the box, more than any other forward. 35 touches in the opposition box, more than any other forward. It's not like he's not doing anything. It's just a weird goal-scoring slump for him right now. 
Antonio can score on and anyone. And he can score on anyone. Yeah. You know what's frustrating is West Ham winning 4-1 to one and you own Ben Rama, Antonio, and Cresswell. Yeah. Because the one hits Cresswell. Yeah. And then, you know, you only get a Ben Rama assist, hence the 29th. Hey, I just have to say this, Brian, for Dave's benefit. This is yeah. fourth place, West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. Hey, listen. What a fun team. Scott, that's not a shot at me. Fourth place, West Ham. I'll fire a shot when Arsenal beats Liverpool at Liverpool. Deal. I think that Bowen does – he's one of those guys that does so much because he takes corners and free kicks and because he's on – he's creatively excellent and he's attacking way more than like than, than a lot of other players. He's going to hit that sweet spot most of the time. He's probably not going to get you many threes, but I would expect – you know, I would expect as many – fives to eights as he's going to get you twos. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Love that. Brian, is there anything else that you have in your notes you want to mention before we wrap up the pod? No. Everton, do you want to say anything about Everton? Ever? No. I, I. What I said last week still holds this week, Dave. Consistently inconsistent. Rafa yeah, Benitez is just the latest manager to be baffled by what you're getting from Everton. I, I don't want anything to do with Everton. Um, I still have Damari Gray in my lineup. He's the cheapest of my forwards. I don't love my midfield right now. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll get to him when I get to him. But, you know, there's room on the bench for a fifth midfielder when you're committed to playing four defenders. Ryan, are you interested in uh, Huang or Jimenez? I own Jimenez, okay. uh, which worked out this it week. It did work out. That's probably, uh, yeah. But this week also, I mean, Huang is marginally offside, but offside. He and was offside. He was offside, but, goal. but that's a that's a Jimenez assist to Huang. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then it's so it's a really weird one because then bec- Huang ends up with no attempts, zero shots, and they almost linked up again in the second half where they just couldn't sort the passes out on a breakaway. So it was another possibility of Jimenez assist. They're going to continue Huang. to keep scoring. They are going they? to keep doing that. I would not if I would just pick one, and just stick with just, them. Yeah. I like Jimenez. I mean, obviously Jimenez is gonna is more, but he's on penalties. But they're both like, if Huang's gonna score goals at that price, you love it that he's got Jimenez probably passing the ball to him because yeah. Jimenez is going to do that. Yep. So they're both. I think they're both hey, great choices. Let me be clear. I was very down on Wolves. Did not think a Nunez Wolves would do it. And after a few game weeks, it looked like that was true. This club, with this manager, they have figured things out. They've yeah. got a good thing going. Laga found the recipe quick, and, and kudos to him. It's a manager who's figured things out. He seems to know what he's doing. Is Traore still on that team? Yes, he he's, he's going to go back to what he was before. He's going to be a super sub. Which is his role. Yeah, he is certainly not. He is not a ninety-minute guy anymore. There's no way they're going to use him that way. But they don't need him that way, which no. is good for him and for the club. This whatever they figured out here, they've they've, I mean, this is working. Yeah, whatever they're doing is working. I'm with you. Uh, Ollie Watkins is a guy who's doing also doing a lot of work. Uh, as far as forwards go, same kind of top five in. You got in the score sheet this week. Top top five in everything since he came back from his injury in week four. Um, the only problem is that Villa sucks, and and you really Dan- do. And Danny Ings, it's a an amazing stat. Uh, the Athletic had an article. Uh, last week, I think, 
Uh, Danny Ings didn't play here. It's uncertain whether it's illness or whether it's soft tissue related. Mm. Um, but The Athletic had an article that said they, they called him Wat, uh, Wat Kings, like as the duo. Oh. Uh, oh, but just dear. to say that, that when they lost to Arsenal, they combined for two passes. They completed two total passes to each other in that match. And the whole point of having them was like, oh, these two are going to link up. It's going to be, we're not going to play Danny Ings as a lone striker because we got Ollie Watkins. And they're playing the two of them together. And that is another one that is not working. So I'm not sure who the casualty is going to be there or if they can sort that out. But this is, it's, I don't know. Ollie Watkins, though, uh, is statistically crushing it. And, I mean, even in a match where they get thrashed, he's the one who gets the return. Scott, number one, we've been missing that type of info on this podcast. <laughs> so thank you, Brian, for sharing that. Number two, we blew past Liverpool, and their 2-0 loss of a lead to Brighton this week. Yeah. Leandro Trossard mm-hmm. yeah. is kind of playing striker for them because they don't have anyone else. And Brighton's fixtures are relaxing again. And the the run so of matches that they're about to go on is really useful. The trash birds, if any, if you're going to own any trash birds, Duffy's probably still legitimate. Sanchez now comes probably back into play. Some people might have gone away key, from he's him. He's my starting keeper. Mm-hmm. And then I I think you got to look at at Trossard. On some level, because I don't know, he's he's, he's always been that guy. You, you know, he's I, been I, getting the minutes this year, though. I get it, but I've used this analogy before, and I'm going to use it again because it fits here. You know, it's movie night, and you're going to find a movie. You you, you go to pick a movie with your family, your your significant other, whoever you're watching the movie with. There's always that movie that is interesting enough for you to consider, but not interesting enough to ever actually watch. And I feel like that's what Leandro Trossard is in FPL. I understand. Could be the case. Just saying, I want to be on record as saying, hey, I'd keep my eye on that guy. Keep an eye on him. Meanwhile. Look at him with one eye all you want. JWP stays in your lineup. Uh, yeah, and obviously disappointing result for Liverpool, but this this looked like Liverpool that was saving themselves for Champions League midweek or something. I'm not quite sure why that would be, but yep, that is what it is. Uh, regardless, Mo Salah currently still the captain in my squad for game week 11. Uh, he should be every week as no one else is close to his fantasy scores. So. Yep. Not that that's the litmus test on who you should pick. I know. But it just it's, it's a pretty good. It does stink to not have to make a decision, but it, you re, I think at this point, just knowing that so many people, I think it is a really amazing point that folks were making that that when Chelsea played Norwich, Lukaku getting hurt ahead of that match changed the direction of so much of so many people's season. Sure. Because yep. I know for sure. I would have probably captained. I said this last week. I said the same thing. I would have captained Lukaku. I would have captained Lukaku for if almost it hadn't certainly. been definitive that he was out. Yeah. And uh, and luckily for me and for many many others, and including you, yeah. I got to put the C on Mo without any kind of regret going into the game week. And then I certainly didn't have regret coming out of a twenty-four. But even even after that, there were so many. It. I don't know how clear it was for so many people mm. that you had people captaining. I mean, Kai Havertz was one that was a, yep. a trendy pick. And yep. You probably would have been okay if you had captain again, if you had captain like Chilwell was my vice captain that week, which at the beginning I was like, oh, man, maybe I should have flip-flopped that. And then Mo blows up. So, 
but yeah, it's just uh, it's crazy how things uh, how things work out like that. Dave, you've already made a transfer. You're gonna take a negative four to bring in JWP. Yeah, I'm, what was I'm, your first I'm really annoyed by this. Uh, I'm gonna wait till Gallagher goes up in price before I sell it. <laughs> Smart. I think, I think I'll actually uh, make a tenth when yeah. I have to. Yeah, forcibly make your, make your money. You have to have James Ward Prosper. It doesn't have I to be got, at the expense of your wallet. For sure. For sure. So uh, who knows? If that matters, uh, it might end up mattering later. We'll see. But yeah, I, I, I brought in Reese James. I got rid of Cancelo and uh, I did it on the weekend. Reese James to Cancelo. Or Cancelo to Reese James. So This week I'm captaining Salah. And then uh, I have such an awesome, amazing team. Livermento is not in my defense, but I should probably put him in. I'm shocked by that. Well, I, well, I mean, my defense is so good. It's Chilwell, TAA, James, Livermento, and then Ben White. Wait, you have or do not have Livermento? I do. Oh, okay. Because I but thought he's you not said currently you don't in, have Livermento. He's not Listen, currently in my starting lineup. Oh, oh, you mean he? You don't have him starting? You do? I don't. You know. have selected him. I am understanding you now. Right, so like, and then I got Ben White buried on my bench at the moment, but okay. they're home to Watford. Okay. Arsenal's going to win that match. Uh, you hope. And they're going to get a clean sheet. Troy so Deeney's going to come back for one match ceremonially, kick a kick the winning penalty. Troy Deeney can kick rocks. I just hope I never have to. <laughs> he never sees me and punches me in the they're face. They're going to bring him back for one match and then sell him again. Right. Ryan, what are your, what what transfers have you made already? Uh, it's already done. I did the same thing. I uh, got sick of Cancelo. Uh, I'm sick of seeing Cancelo fill up all of the statistical categories and get a one. And so Cancelo out, Reese James in. It's I can root with my heart and the stats on that one. Um, and play a bit of the matchup. Chelsea at home against Burnley. You can't be mad about it. And then yeah, I had uh, I held on to Sar. Even last week, I took the hit to I lost a tenth on Sar. Uh, for the Southampton match, uh, he returned nothing. And so um, that was my other debate was whether or not to go Emil Smith-Rowe or the Palace boys. And I uh, went back to the guy who I, I I also went with my heart on that one, with Wolf Zaha. After talking it out with the two of you, I'm almost certainly going to send up Ben Rama. I'm probably not going to bring in Bowen because of West Ham's schedule. However... Yeah. I'm looking at uh, a trio of guys to decide between Emil Smith Rowe, Yuri, Yuri Tielemans, and Rafinha. It's going to be one of those. Love three all three. Yeah. I think so. Leeds gets to play uh, whatever this version of Leicester is at home. Um, Leeds, I don't know. The last two matches, I think that's it's like a it's real fire behind them, mm -hmm. and so like Rafinha's goal this week. I get it. It's great to see him score, but holy cow, that took so much to mm. get. Like, not only an unbelievable, like, cross-field pass from James to get the ball to him, but that he had to dice the entire defense. Like, he had to run through four people. Like, it's just, getting that goal was just, I mean, that's just pure testament to him, but... You can't expect that every week, and that's the one. That's the one knock on Rafinha is that he doesn't tend to ever get more than six or eight. He hardly ever hits double digits. So, but 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 he does so much. You just think like, well, if he scores, he's going to get bonus points. 
But as long as they're not scoring like two or three or four like they were last season a lot, and he's only kind of involved, that's that's just one of those guys that I don't. You wouldn't have been. You might have been able to get through with someone else. It's very good. All right. Well, so it won't be Rafinha. Are you playing or benching Antonio? Playing. You are playing him. You do not trust your team to go to West Ham to get a result that would benefit. I'm that benching. Would, that would hurt. Antonio. I'm benching Antonio. Well, but I don't love. I don't love it because it's away. Like I need. I feel like I need to pick Liverpool or West Ham in this match. I don't know. I I think Liverpool has a greater chance of a clean sheet than Antonio scoring, but I'm not doubting Antonio's talent. Yeah. Once I send out Ben Rama, then I'll know what I'm going to do with my with okay. my squad. The problem is, uh, I'll be honest. What I'm probably going to do is I'm probably going to keep Mason Mount in my lineup. See what happens. Will he play or will he not? Yeah. My first bench spot currently is Damari Gray. Okay. With Saar behind him on the bench. Okay. Neither of those guys have great matchups. Also, they don't have great, you know, great form right now. So, but once I bring, right as I'm sitting here, I love Telemans, but you know how I love diversification. I've got no part of the Arsenal team right now. Right. So if I had to make the move right now, I'd probably go Ben Rama to Smith Rowe. Yeah. And that makes you a couple, that makes you a little bit of money. Makes me a little bit of money too. And so then I am bringing him into my lineup. And then I could potentially sit Antonio and have a 5-3-2 formation for the game week. Okay. We haven't even talked about the fact that you know this game week 11 features a uh, Manchester Derby for the ages. This is a good time to have a Manchester Derby. It's not for the ages. This one's got some, I mean, come on. The storylines in this one? Are you kidding me? It has the potential to be one of the more hilarious Manchester It's going to be, intre- no sure. matter, Dave, no matter what happens, it's going to be interesting. And we are going to talk about it. I love interesting. At length in next week's pod. Um, a few weeks ago, whenever Lukaku got injured, when I had the decision of what to do, the popular yeah. choice was to go to Jamie Vardy, and I did not go to Jamie Vardy, I went to Harry Kane. And it was with the anticipation of not just the the, the thought that they were their matchups were okay, but it's the matchups that are yet to come. Once once Spurs hits this good run of, of matches here, I think in two two weeks, I think it's after the international break. Just the hope of getting ahead of the kind of ahead of the run, like it can only go up from here. Yeah, and uh, that's why I'm kind of hoping that Conte does is able to come in and whip the boys into shape. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I so like I. The, what's great for me is that the scores have not like I haven't been adversely affected in FPL scores by having Harry Kane. Uh, and I was glad to see that. Well, so like Diane, for example, with. Yes, league leading Diane is also I not, mean, not just never a, makes a wrong a step. Diane, when I saw that she had Harry Kane too, I thought for a minute like, a crap. I wish she wouldn't have done that. <laughs> but B, like, okay, good. Well, somebody who's ahead of me is also looking at kind of a similar thing. It's worked out for no one, um, so <laughs> including Nuno. I've because of the matchups this week. There are so many good matchups for so many of those medium level yeah people. it's crazy it's a weird one if you own shane duffy you get him at home against newcastle 
how is that like there's hardly anyone that you're going to be able to throw out there who isn't a better choice than that and right now he's the first spot on my bench i might bench harry kane for shane duffy just as a ruthless manager move yeah if if nuno doesn't have the the balls to do it Brian i guess Chesco i'm does. gonna have to <laughs> So I, I, I just think there are, there are a lot of really good – I mean, everyone has gone to Tony or Embuemo with the Brentford run of matches uh-huh. that are coming up here. Embuemo's in my team currently. Tony is in a ton of teams because of, like, what they've got. Norwich at home. So, you know, Operation Target Norwich is kind of on, on in play for everyone from now <laughs> for the rest of the season. Yet again, like, you see Norwich on the horizon. It's like, how can I get someone from that team in there? Um, yeah, I mean, it's teams like that where you're like, I kind of want to get a piece of that. Speaking of Diane, she is still number one in the FPL America Podcast League. As we mentioned earlier, she dropped to 65 on the game week. Adding some distance between her and second place, Ryan, high pressing. Well done, though, uh, Ryan. Uh, to stay Ryan's in doing second. great. Nirvana State moves into third. Michael, well done, continuing. Oh, those three have all broken the 700-point barrier already on the season the top scorer for the game week itself familiar name anthony game of throw-ins a 75 dude's a, dude's what a score man in game week 10 uh he also captained sala but he also enjoyed reese james's 21 guess who's at the end of his bench dave lord livermento didn't get those points a lot either. of people unfortunately did not get livermento's points this week yep he had diaz Cancelo, and foden for a combined five in his squad but he still scored 75 on the game week. All I was hoping for was one guy to not play and that they would let me play two goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, just don't wanted think that's the thing. Wanted I Ramsdale. just wanted Ramsdale's points. Uh not not great. Amazing. All right, well listen, uh Brian, good to have you back. Yeah, uh, man. We missed you dearly. We're here. And uh listen for the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.